Good evening. Welcome back to another episode. This is your host, the messenger, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville, Florida. Thank you for tuning into this podcast. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you on board. On today's episode, we're going to discuss the Philippine um, history. I'm just going to give my perspective. I'm not a Philippine expert on uh, history on the Philippines, but I've, I'm just the information I've gathered was really interested. Um, that being said, and I will do a second uh, one for this one, and I'll do a second one on Marcos, Fernandina Marcos. I'll call it the legacy of Fernandina Marcos, a second look. Um, that being said, let's move forward. The Philippines is, is an Akashop logo um, that comprises of 7,641 island. So that's 7,641 island with a total land uh, mass of 300,000 square kilometers. It is the world's fifth largest island country. It's located between Taiwan and Brno. The largest island is Cantana. Um, the total population is over 100 million people. Um, the Filipinos are Catholic for the most part. The, the rest of the province are Muslim. I didn't know that. Um, I had to look it up myself. So that being said, we are all have been stooped by the Western media, by history. We don't know what's going on. If I tell you that um, the Philippines is the richest country in the world, you'll be like, what? The Philippines is the richest country in the world? I thought it was America. Uh, America, socially speaking, yes. America set, still set the trend for the world. But when you talk about cold, hard wealth, cash, gold, the Philippines, it is the richest country. When they asked George, Book back, back, George uh, Jr. Bush back in 2001 after 9-11, they asked him, what is the wealthiest country in the world? He said, the Philippines. And then they asked Reagan back in 81. Reagan also said, the Philippines. I was not aware of that. I was flawed. I was dumbfounded. I was beyond myself. I was besides myself. So Filipino, for the most part, they have helped. They have been an intricate part in American history. They have helped America with the Korean War. They have helped America with Vietnam War. As a matter of fact, they have they use uh, the Philippines as a base during the Vietnam War under LBJ, the gangster from Texas. So that being said, um, the Filipinos are very proud people, very kind people, but they are not pushovers. They, they are fat bike. They are the most well-trained in guerrilla warfare. When it comes to guerrilla warfare, hand-to-hand combat, the Filipinos are the creme de la creme. I just found out the other day they have won 14 gold medals in sharpshooting. <laughs> that is that is unheard of. They beat the Americans. Um, they have won 50 gold, uh, silver medals in international sharpshooting competition. This is sharpshooting, ladies and gentlemen. Sharpshooting is the best, is the creme de la creme of mark, marksmanship. So they have surpassed a lot of nation, and I was not aware of that. The Western media didn't even put that on the, on, the, on the media. I was not aware of that Philippines have the best sharpshooters in the world. And when it comes to guerrilla warfare, they are the best. They trained the U.S. Marine how to do guerrilla warfare. I was not aware of that. So that being said, we're going to tap into the wealth of the Philippines. The wealth of the Philippines start with the the oligarchs, uh, the wealthy family, and you know who they are. I might do a part two, like I said before, 
to give you some more insight, but this is just an overview of my perspective on Philippines, culture and Philippine history. So that being said, um, the oligarchs, they actually, they had a dynasty that lasts over almost over 900 years. That's, that's powerful. If you have any dynasty that lasts 100 years, that's still powerful. 900 years, that's almost 1,000 years of rulership. And they did it with, with the best. So that being said, um, and that's what I'll talk about. Marcus, too, he was an orphan. He was raised by the oligarchy. Uh, he was studying the best universities in the Philippines, and he went abroad to study law, and I think in England or Spain. He, no, he went to Barcelona to study law. So that being said, the Filipino, the Philippines, uh, the name, the name Philippine derived from King Philip of Spain. I repeat, the name Philippine derived from King of uh, King Philip from Spain. Like I said, um, Philippine was was ruled by Spain. Uh, for over 200 years, from 1500 to early 1800. If I'm, if I'm, if I give the correct numbers, you guys can correct me. Hey, this podcast opens to the public. If you're Filipino or na- national, I would like to hear from you, especially those of the Filipino that study history of the Philippines and the relationship between the Philippines with America, the relation of the Philippines with Korea and China. I would like to hear from you. Feel free to hit me on this podcast. So that being said, uh, that being said, let's move forward. Now, when it comes to wealth, um, during the World War One and World War Two, um, Father Fernandino Diaz had lent Pope Pius the Third six hundred metric ton of gold. Listen to this number: six hundred metric ton of gold. Now, six hundred million tons, metric tons. Now, six hundred thousand. Now, six hundred. 600 metric ton of gold. That's a lot of gold. The, most of that gold came from the oligarchy family, the royal family of the Philippines. So that money, that, that gold was shipped to the Vatican and, uh, and then come to find out um, um, Hitler is half Filipino. And that's how I told you I'm going to do a second podcast on this topic. So I just found out his father was from Philippines. He was half Filipino. And the general too from Japan Yomojati, I think that's his name. He was half Filipino. So the Filipino who know study who study history already aware of that. This is just for my average listeners who dealt with Filipino. Filipino Filipino people are very resilient. They're hardworking people. They're not pushover. So I came from that same bloodline myself, being Haitian. We're very resilient. We fight back. So I can relate to them. So they're very uh, very nice people to say the least. Um, when it comes to the wealth, the, Philipp- the Philippine National Bank uh, hold about 400 metric ton of gold. 400,000 metric ton. That's half a billion, almost half a billion gold bonds and, 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 and coins that have been saved in the, in the, in the uh, Philippine Central Bank in Manila. So that being said, they have a lot of gold. They have over 600,000 Gold in the in the national bank. So altogether, I think they come, they have over 1.6 million tons of gold. So some of the gold was hidden uh, throughout the country by the, the the Japanese general and Hitler, and the rest was put in. The, I think they have about 200 200,000 metric tons 
of gold in the Netherlands. So all this, this is what makes the uh, Philippines the richest country in the world when it comes to that. Most of us was not aware of that, including myself. A lot of Westerners and, and Filipino themselves, they was not aware of that. So it's a lot of uh, connection, a lot of innuendos when it comes to the, the, there's a lot of correlation between Marcos, his wealth. I think his wealth came from that goal because Fernandino, um, the uh, father of Fernandino, he was a Jesuit priest, priest. He was a Jesuit priest. He studied in Rome. He studied in Barcelona also. He was a Jesuit priest, Fernandino Diaz. He had him in, in 1939. Him and um, Marcos were the wealthiest, uh, the wealthiest, uh, wealthiest men in the world. Of a combination of gold, they had, they had uh, owned over 198,000 metric tons of gold uh, between those two men. So that's why I make the uh, the Philippines the richest. Not America, not uh, not Japan, not France, England. Yeah, a lot of people were speculating it was in America. Yeah, America, no, it's not America. When you talk about country, we're not talking about continent. If it's continent, I will say the Americas, then Africa. Right now, it would be the Africa. Um, I thought some other goal, too. This is my take on it. Um, I think some other goal, I'll say 70% of the goal uh, was taken from the Americas. Um, because the Spaniards, they have stolen a lot of gold from the Americas. And they probably had it from the public in the Philippines. Because the Philippines is very vast. I told you it's 7,600 islands comprised of the, uh, the, they are the fifth largest island country in the world. So they have plenty of land to hide this um, gold. That being said, that's why, into, that's why they have become so wealthy. So why, you ask yourself, why are the Philippines so poor? Because it's mismanagement from the judge, from the municipality, the legislation. There's a lot of corruption. And, I tell, and that's, that's a universal thing. Uh, there's corruption in every country. Uh, Philippines is not one of them. It's not the most corrupted country, but they are corrupted also. The officials over there, they always like to use Marcos as a, as a scapegoat. I'm not here to defend Marcos. I think he did a great thing for the Philippine uh, people. But at the same time, that's why I will do a podcast on him called the uh, Fernandina Marcos Legacy, a, a Second Look. So I'll give my perspective of um, his legacy. Of, um, since he have left the Philippines, um, they have not been, he has considered one of the greatest um, leaders in the Philippines history, uh, Filipino history. So a lot of guys, you guys who are Filipinos, that's why you going to listen to this podcast. I'm not an expert on Filipino ex, uh, Philippine uh, history, but I know the basics. I know that they were conquered by the Sp- Spaniards. That's a lot of F- Filipinos. Till today, they have Spanish names like Valdez, uh, Rodriguez, and uh, Santiago, uh, Lopez. A lot of them have a Spanish last name. So there you go. And if you work with a Filipino at your job, you notice that a lot of them have Spanish last name because of that, because they were conquered by Spaniards, just like Haitian was conquered by Spaniards. The only thing we have, Haitian have French last name for the most part. Dominican have Spanish and French last name because the whole island was conquered by Spain. So then they divided the island. The east side was taken by France. The west side was taken by, you know, taken by Spaniards. So that being said, the Philippines 
is a very is an o- oasis in the South Pacific. Malaysia is beautiful. All those places are beautiful, but to me, I think I haven't been to the Philippines, but I've looked at videos. I've looked at the geography of the Philippi- uh, Philippines. They are is an oasis in the South Pacific. You know, it's a beautiful country. You know, it's, it's a it's a beautiful country. You know, white sand, blue waters. It's a beautiful country and a beautiful people. Besides the corruption, those of us who work on the House of Representatives, those of us who are judges in the Philippines and, you know, senators and all that stuff, you know the corruption in the Philippines. They always like to blame it on Marcos. Oh, he stole $10 billion from the Philippine National Bank. Hey, I'm not here to defend that. I'm just giving my perspective on what I've learned over the past few days. And I heard that statement before in a documentary said the Philippines was the wealthiest country in the world. I, I didn't believe it because, you know, they all show the Philippines as a, as a third world country. Yeah, it's not a third world country anymore. 30 years ago, you would have made that argument. But now in 2020, <laughs> Philippines is developing. They have the world largest arena in the South Pacific or in Asia, and they have the, the in the South Pacific they have the best uh, train line. They just built it, um, train railroad station. So they they are coming up. They are rising up to the occasion. So that being said, I won't call the Filipino a third world country. What I will say is a developing country, and I know a lot of Filipinos were offended by that statement, third world country, because they're very proud. So I'm Haitian myself. I'm very proud of my history. We are the only nation in the Americas that defeat three world powers, which is um, Spain, France, and, and England. So we defeat all those three powers at their prime, not at their last leg, on their prime. We defeat Napoleon at his prime. That's why we still pay the price for it today. Haiti, I-T, that's the correct pronunciation, not Haiti. Haiti is a French pronunciation. The correct pronunciation is A-E-T, God's people in Hebrew. So that being said, um, the Philippine people, they're very proud. They're very nice people. Uh, they're, they're very tough people. They are tough. And um, I'll, I'll take a step further. If it wasn't for the Filipinos, the Americas would America, United States would have lost the Cold War against the Japanese and the Chinese, they would have if they would have lost that war, because it was the Filipinos, ten thousand Filipino soldiers fought forty thousand Chinese um, troops. They were able to overcome the they was they were able to overcome the Chinese um, army in the in Korea War. So they play an intricate part in in the Vietnam Vietnam War, and they play an intricate part in the Korean War. Okay, in World War II too, there was a lot of Jews that were shipped away from Nazi Germany to Philippines. I didn't know that. I was not aware of that. So Filipino history is very well renowned. It's something that we need. If you're a Filipino, should be proud of. Because me, I'm a Haitian. I'm very proud of my history, and I'm a small island. Okay, so we only have 15 million people in, in Haiti. So the Philippines have 100 million people, over 100 million people that reside in the island of the Philippines. So it's a great country, great history, great culture. And uh, I'm very proud of them for what they have done, their contribution to the world. 
And America always liked to suppress truth of other country. They, they like to talk down to other countries. But like I told you, America is losing traction politically and economically. I'll say economically, number one. Politically, number two, one can argue. They are losing a lot of traction. And the Philippines, they are, they are developing, they're building their infrastructure. So in the next 30 years, the Philippines will be the best country in the South Pacific. Or they'll be the richest country in the world. What, because Marcos Fernandino, the one that you like to hate, he had a trust. All that money was allocated in that trust to give. They was put, all that gold was put in the trust to allocate to the Filipino people. The Filipino people, now they're finding out what Marcos have done for the country. Yeah, you may not like his tactic. You may not like his delivery. You may not like his personality. You may not like him at all. But he he had the best attention for the people. Just like the new president, Rodrigo Ditante. Rodrigo Ditante, he speaks his mind. You may not like his delivery. You might call him far mouth. But he speaks his mind. I respect him for that. He speaks his mind. You may not like what he said. But he's honest. He's transparent. That's my takeaway from him. He's honest and transparent. When a leader is like that, I, regardless of what he have done in the past, I know he studied law. He was a prosecutor. So I know that. So don't come to my podcast with the shenanigans. I'm not a buffoon. I know world history. So that's why I'm, I might do a part two to, to this one. But the one I'm going to focus on is Fernandina Marcos, a legacy, a second look. So that being said, the Philippines, ladies and gents, is the wealthiest nation in the world. They have a, a combination of 1.6 million metric ton of gold. Uh, 600 of it, is, 600 metric ton is in the National Bank, the Central Bank of uh, Manila. The rest is uh, buried throughout the country. So, and then, and then once they allocate those uh, gold, that's going to save the whole world system. Like I said, the, the World Bank is... Is corrupted. They have no leverage. They are very corrupted from top to bottom. Uh, IMF is corrupted. If you didn't know that, you're a buffoon. You're an idiot. You're an oxymoron. You're a stonehead. If you was not aware of that, especially if you study history, you can refute what I just said. The IMF and the World Bank are the most corrupted organization in the world. Then you have the Federal Bank, the Federal Reserve Bank, in America, the Bank of England. The Bank of France, the Bank of Germany, they are corrupted. But the IMF and the World Bank are the most corrupted banks around the world. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm very um, adamant about, especially Africa. Africa should have their own central bank. Moving forward, Africa should have their own central bank. They should not do do no deal with that. They should put no money in, in IMF and the World Bank. They should keep that money in Africa. It have more value. Because Africa, as a, as a continent, has the most gold. As a continent, has the most gold by far. So that being said, the Philippines is the richest country in the world when it comes to gold and cold cash. Um, America is the richest country when it comes to social, cultural. America is the richest country. But when it comes to cold cash and gold deposit depository, um, I think Philip. I don't think I know the Philippines from what I've gathered here. The Philippines is the wealthiest nation in the planet. 
So they said the money will be allocated back uh, next year, 2021. Um, they're waiting for the, the new president, Rodrigo de Dantes, to release the funds to the public. And that, that money will be repel. They will repel this country. They will excel this country to its greatness. And they are great people. They are resilient. They are hardworking. Um, they are family-oriented. I didn't know that in Philippines, you're not allowed to get a divorce. I was not aware of that. So those of us who like Filipino women, <laughs> be careful. You go to a Philippine to marry a woman in Philippines, you cannot get divorced. Now, if you marry in the state, that's different. But if you go marry her in the Philippines under Filipino under Philippine um, jurisdiction, you're not allowed to get a divorce. They don't allow that. So they're very conservative, great moral people. Um, like I said, great history, man. They have a great history I was not aware of for many decades. But uh, it's the Western press, and even Filipino themselves, they were not educated. Because it's Filipino, the Philippines is like 80, 80% Catholic. We might say 85% Catholic. Okay, the rest is Muslim and um, native um, stuff. So it's a great country, great people, great culture. I'm trying to learn the language Tagalo. Uh, is that Tagalo? So I want to learn uh, the language Tagalo. Uh, I, I might make a trip out there to the Philippines. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued by the history of the Philippines and the people. Even though some of them here they act like they're white, uh, I know skin bleaching is very prominent in Asia, but it's also prominent in the Philippines. Also, a lot of those Filipinos like to bleach their skin, particularly the women. So if you get offended, I don't care. I'm just, I just got to call a spade a spade. Um, the Negritos, the Negritos are most the outcasts. So they keep them off their TV. You don't see dark-skinned Filipino on TV. You only see light-skinned Filipino. So that being said, it's just part of the Western media, um, white, you know, white, so-called white supremacy. I don't think white people are supreme, but if you want to use that terminology... You can go in and use it, but it's not correct. It's incorrect. They are not supreme by by a long shot. So that being said, the Filipino culture, the history, the people are great. Um, the, the army itself, if they didn't dismantle the Navy and the army back in the 80s, I think to me, Philippines would be right behind China as the most powerful army in the in Asia. So that's just my take. Uh, you can blame all you want for Dino Marcos. You can say whatever you want to say about him, but he had the right ideas. Maybe he actually executed them the wrong way. Sometimes you may have the great idea, but if it's not executed the right way, it's not good. But looking back, he was right. Because after him, all those presidents they put after him, they all workers, you know, Estrada. I'll talk about Estrada too. I need to get more information about Estrada. He was so corrupted. I think he, they impeached him, if I'm not mistaken. And the president Estrada of the Philippines, Estrada, very corrupted president. So there's a lot of corruption going on in the Philippines. Uh, America too have a lot of corruption. In America too, they use Marcos. They use Marcos a lot. They use his wealth. They use his, um, le- you know, his intellect. They use him. So like I said, you know, America likes to play the innocent role. They're just as crooked as, as any other country in the world, or more crooked in some cases. So they like to play this innocent role. They abide by the rule. They never abide by the rule. By, they never, never abide by the rule. 
they are as gangster as the Italian mafia or as the Colombian drug cartel. So that being said, this is my take on the Philippines being the richest country in the world, 1.6 million ton of gold. Stay tuned for the next episode, which will be the legacy of Fernandino Marcos, a second look. Stay tuned. Take care. Have a blessed evening. One love.